the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, January the 20th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1265, England's first representative parliament met. First time anybody had done anything quite like that. Today in 1887, the U.S. Senate approved an agreement to lease Pearl Harbor in Hawaii as a naval base. Today in 1937, President Franklin D. Roosevelt became the first chief executive to be inaugurated on January 20. Up until that day, January 20, 1937, our presidents had been inaugurated on March the 4th. The weather was better. Maybe they were on to something there, but anyway, it's now January 20. Started today in 1937. Today in 1942, Nazi officials held the notorious Wannsee Conference. It was in that conference that they arrived at a consensus that the, quote, final solution, as they called it, would be to exterminate all of Europe's Jews. Today, in 1961, John F. Kennedy was inaugurated as the 35th President of the United States. Today, in 1981, Iran released 52 Americans that it had held hostage for 444 days, minutes, after the presidency had passed from Jimmy Carter to Ronald Reagan. Today, in 2007, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton, you know, Hillary from New York, Yeah, she launched her first campaign for the White House. She said in a videotape message on her website, I'm in, and I'm in to win. She's still trying to recover from the fact that she did not win. Today in 2009, Barack Obama was sworn in as the nation's 44th president, as well as the first African-American president. Today in 2017, Donald Trump was sworn in as the 45th president of the United States, pledging emphatically to empower Americans, America's forgotten men and women. Protesters registered their rage against the new president in a chaotic confrontation with police just blocks from the inaugural parade. And nobody blamed Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama for their actions. Cars burned, windows were broken, same thing we've seen all summer. Some of the same people, actually. Looted, robbed, beat, took over parts of Washington, D.C. There was no blame laid at the feet of Hillary or Obama. It remains to be seen what's going to happen today in D.C. But as we speak, we originate live at 9 a.m. on the Pacific, Pacific Time. As we speak this morning, Joe Biden is becoming the next president of the United States. Kamala Harris, the next vice president. 
we don't know what's going to happen in cities across America, but I can, including in Washington, D.C., but I can assure you, whatever happens that's bad will be laid at the feet of Donald Trump. It's sad, but it's true. In Washington, D.C., today there are 25,000 troops to protect 1,000 people whom they've invited to this ceremony that's underway as we speak. There's 25 armed military people for every one who's attending the inauguration in person. It's an amazing day in the life of America. I want to talk to you about it today. It is, there's a negative connotation to this, for sure. There's no question about it. I sense it wherever I turn. In fact, I noticed on social media today, one of my relatives in Yakima, Washington, had posted on her um, page, says, God is my shield and strength, a very present help in trouble. Probably a lot of us around the country today are quoting those kinds of verses to ourselves. And then she put a little, it was a little character, a little drawing of a balloon that was, you know, like going up with helium or something. It says, God is like oxygen. You can't see him, but you need him to survive. I think that's true. I think that's where we are today, for sure. You can't see God, but he's in control. Psalm 103.19 says, The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. All in the Hebrew language means all. God's in control. And he will remain in control. But our culture has taken a massive lurch to the left. Today, as Joe Biden becomes the 46th president of the United States and Harris the vice president, a lot of us are asking ourselves across this nation, at least privately, what have we done as a nation? The Washington Post is promising that Biden will swiftly alter the shape of the U.S. government with a burst of actions, they say, designed to signal an immediate break from President Trump. This may be the first time in my life that I believe something that the Washington Post has published. I think they're right. Based on promises by Biden, which are based on the demands of the people that are pulling his strings like a puppet, he isn't capable of running the country. I I mean, clearly it's not. And I I say that really humbly, and I I don't mean to attack, because I, I don't attack. But he really isn't capable of running this country. His cognitive skills are clearly, clearly frayed. He just can't hold thoughts. And he communicates and he looks to other people on the stage. He was doing that yesterday even for affirmation to be sure that he said what he thought he said. This is not going to be good for America at all. I would bet, but I don't bet, that he won't finish four years. He'll have to step aside. And he's already promised that he's going to be a placeholder president, meaning 
He's not looking at eight years, so he probably will never run. He won't be able to for re-election. Kamala Harris will undoubtedly be installed as the president before four years have passed. That would be my guess. We'll see. But based on the promises by Biden, which are based on the demands of the people pulling his strings, America is going to swerve to the very, very far left. More so than at any time in our history, we're going to abandon many of our founding principles. While he says he's going to undo the harm that Trump has done, what he's really going to be doing is undoing the good that our founding fathers did when they launched this new nation under God. The article in the Washington Post is lengthy. It lays out the agenda, lays it out as a news story, but it's really a to-do list. It's a to-do list from the far-left media, from the far-left allies, who really elected Joe Biden. And I believe a part of that was fraud. I do. I wouldn't say that if I didn't believe it. I, I don't want to believe it, but I do. I've seen too much evidence that I know is legitimate evidence to think that this last election wasn't rigged. It was. I don't know to what degree, but I do not believe that Joe Biden got 85, I think they say, now say, million votes. I cannot believe that that happened in light of what we have seen. But that was then. This is now. The Post story pictures Joe Biden walking among tombs in a cemetery to emphasize the gravity of the moment, the loss of lives due to the pandemic, to Trump's policies, and the historic significance to his task. They believe if he can succeed in fixing Trump's gravest damages to our country, Joe Biden will be seen as, although he's passing in the night, as a political president, that he will be seen as a savior of sorts for America. It will be a miracle. It will be a miraculous time in American history. The New York Times says, but there is no question Mr. Biden and members of his party are eager to systematically erase what they view as destructive policies that the president, Trump, they're referring to, pursued on the environment, immigration, health care, gay rights, trade, tax cuts, civil rights, abortion, race relations, military spending, and more. Associated Press is saying this morning, in his first hours, Joe Biden will aim to strike at the heart of President Donald Trump's policy legacy, signing a series of executive actions that reverse his predecessor's orders on immigration, climate change, and handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Associated Press says today, he will end construction on Trump's U.S.-Mexico border wall. He will, ban on, he will lift the ban on travel from Muslim countries. That isn't exactly true. He didn't ban Muslim countries, but he did ban countries where there's a majority of Muslims because he felt the terrorist risk was higher. But anyway, Associated Press continues. They say he will rejoin the Paris Climate Accord and the World Health Organization, and he will revoke the approval of the Keystone XL oil pipeline today. The new president will sign the orders almost immediately after taking oath of office at the Capitol, which he did 
just moments ago, I believe. The 15 executive actions are an attempt to essentially rewind, they say, the last four years of federal policies with striking speed. Somehow all of these adjectives about striking speed and bursts of energy and bursts of activity do not reflect the Joe Biden that we see in the media. But of course, that's the intent. The orders reach well beyond the pandemic, Associated Press says. Biden intends to order a review of all Trump regulations and executive actions that are deemed damaging to the environment or public health. He will order federal agencies to prioritize racial equity, review policies that reinforce systemic racism. He will revoke a Trump order that sought to exclude non-citizens from the consensus from the census count and will order federal employees to take an ethics pledge that commits to upholding the independence of the Justice Department. Susan Rice, the Susan Rice that lied repeatedly about Benghazi on behalf of Hillary Clinton when she was Secretary of State, she she is going to be the domestic policy advisor to the President Biden. She said the new president will also revoke the just-issued report of Trump's 1776 commission to promote patriotic education. As you know, the New York Times launched their 1619 thing last year, which basically says that America was founded on the basis of wanting to perpetuate slavery and on the basis of using slavery for personal gain. It is a lie from beginning to end. It's not historical. Even the people on the left are saying, ah, gee, it's not really historical. And it isn't. It's just made up. But because it's been made up and because somebody believes it, the New York Times, one of their writers actually wrote the original uh, form of it. But it's now being taught in our schools. Trump had put in place a 1776 commission to promote actual history patriotic history, that America is not all bad, it's it's good. Not perfect, but good. They're going to revoke that. Not going to have any of that. 1776 will not be the most important day in American history. It will not be about the revolution, about their quest for peace and freedom, religious freedom. It will be about slaves and slave trade. And that will be the brand that they will try to place on the back of America, not only for now, but forever, by indoctrinating the children. This is serious stuff. Jen Petosi, she's coming in as the White House press secretary. She said that while they did not include in Biden's day one orders, today orders, the new president will be in the coming days, revoking the Pentagon's ban on military service by transgender Americans, as well as the so-called Mexico City policy, which bans U.S. funding for international organizations that perform or refer women for abortion services. Ronald Reagan put that in place. It's called Mexico City because that's where the ban took place in the beginning. It banned certain organizations in Mexico City from using our taxpayer money to perform abortions. They will also be working to remove, I'm not sure how they'll go about that, but it's in their plans, to remove, to strike from the record, 
the Hyde Amendment, which protects us as taxpayers from paying for abortions in America. That's going to go away if they have their way, and they probably will because they have control of the Oval Office, the Senate, and the House. Historic Historian uh, Doris Kearns Godwin told the New York Times, she said, historians struggle to find parallels to what Biden is confronting, a public health crisis that has triggered an economic crisis that has collided with a social crisis. She says it can only be compared to a combination of what Franklin D. Roosevelt faced during the Great Depression and Abraham Lincoln confronted during the Civil War. In other words, the the challenge that Joe Biden faces today is like the Great Depression and the Civil War combined. And it's all due to the policies of Donald Trump. As President Joe Biden bursts from his podium today to fulfill this first day office promises, I want to take a look at a couple of things that he's going to be addressing. Not day two, but day one. The moral issues that he'll address. We'll be talking about the things that he's going to be addressing because I believe Christians need to be informed, and that's why we do this program. That's why we do it live every morning. It originates live. Some of you listen to it a couple of hours uh, delayed. But it originates live because it's important that we talk about what's happening today, not what happened yesterday or before, unless we're looking at actual history. And that's why we do what we do. And I want to take a moment to thank you who support this. I feel very strongly about this. I wouldn't be doing it otherwise. I'm not looking for a career. I'm over 40. But thank you for standing with me because I think this needs to happen and I believe that God has spoken to my heart about it. And I just want to thank you that he's spoken to your heart and you've responded in your support. We need your support. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Also, every day that some of what we talk about on the radio here on this program is also contained in an article. Not all of it, but some of it is. In an article that we publish every morning that I write, and it's published to thousands of people on the Internet on our website, faithandfreedom.us. Faithandfreedom.us. You can go on there and you can also contribute online. There's a donate tab there. You just click it and it's real easy. You can do it. Even I can do it. And I have. And um, in fact, my wife and I support this ministry, to be honest with you, every month. And thank you for doing the same. We need your help. We truly do. Anyway, as president, Biden's going to burst onto the scene and he's going to reverse everything that is deemed not good that was done in the last four years. Planned Parenthood CEO is elated today. She's probably one of the thousand that are allowed to attend. She would also have 25 soldiers protecting her today. Interesting. But the CEO, Alexis McGill Johnson of Planned Parenthood, she told NBC News, she said, we have a ton of work to do to undo the harm over the last four years. But knowing we have champions there who understand what needs to happen in the first hundred days is tremendously exciting. She said, there's a reason, there's a reason now for us to be excited. Well, the reason is that Biden and Harris have both vowed 
an immediate and aggressive pro-abortion agenda beginning today and continuing. Harris, California Attorney General, she directed her office to lead the raid on the Center for Medical Progress. Remember that? That David Daladin, CMP, Center for Medical Progress, they released undercover videos exposing Planned Parenthood's fetal tissue sales practices. Remember when they were talking to those doctors and people that worked with and for Planned Parenthood? And they put it on the Internet and everybody saw it and everybody got upset about it. I mean, it was gross. It was barbaric. But then remember that all of a sudden things turned and David Daladin became the bad guy. And Planned Parenthood, who was who was selling baby body parts, became the good guy. Well, you know who was behind that? Vice President, now Vice President, Kamala Harris. She was then Attorney General, California. It was Harris' office who corroborated with Planned Parenthood to produce legislation that would criminalize Daladin and the conservatives for their journalism, their publishing it, and distributing it while Planned Parenthood became the victim. That's how it works. Biden, who claims to be a devout Roman Catholic, he and Kamala Harris and Mitch McConnell went to church this morning together. But as promised, he's going to defend abortion rights. With the abortion industry, it refers to a woman's health care as committed to embracing the Democratic's pro-abortion agenda. He says he personally holds to the Catholic Church view. Well, their view is pro-life. But he said legally and politically, he doesn't feel it's right to impose his beliefs on the American public. That's a lie in capital letters. He's not imposing anything. He either believes in or does not believe in life. And his actions prove that he does not. Because it's more important to be politically expedient, and politically correct. And he must serve those who have put him on the podium this morning as President of the United States. Last month, Planned Parenthood's Johnson told Newsweek that her abortion company is ready to hit the ground running day one. Well, today is day one, and she's running after she gets out of the inauguration ceremony. They will begin to expand abortion today and in a matter of weeks, if not months, but probably weeks, you and I will be paying for it as taxpayers. Johnson said the most important thing to her and to other abortion activists is to be sure Biden appoints key personnel who who will ensure that their agenda is achieved. They just don't want words. They want actions. She says, we know that personnel is, is policy. So we're making sure that those positions are filled with people who are sexual and reproductive health achievers. (laughs) Biden is so beholden to the abortion industry that Planned Parenthood and other allies have created. They have. They printed it and gave it to him. A blueprint for sexual and reproductive health rights and justice. They spell out their demands in this. Biden is simply checking off the list. The big item on Biden's agenda today and will be in the coming days is to codify in the Constitution the 1973 Supreme Court decision of Roe v. Wade, which created a right to abortion in order... He wants to do this to block states from passing pro-life laws that pro-abortion activists claim violate the ruling. 
This will be a monumental battle. But right now, they hold the levers of power. Biden has also promised to address the unique needs of lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer. Today, Biden has posted a policy paper on his website in which he promises to ensure that his administration aggressively protects the rights and addresses the unique needs of all women, including lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer. Yesterday, he announced that he had chosen Dr. Rachel Levine to serve as the Assistant Secretary of Health for the Department of Health and Human Services. Levine was born, Richard Levine was married to a woman and fathered two children. Now Levine is openly transgender and will be the first transgender official confirmed by the United States Senate, if confirmed, and he or she, whatever, I mean, I don't know, he, pretending to be a woman, will be confirmed. Levine is currently the Secretary of Health for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania in charge of local response to the coronavirus. Levine became famous, and if this name, it prompts your, your interest or your memory, jogs your memory. It was Levine who moved his, uh, I, her, I, I, I don't know, her mother out of a nursing home facility despite the department's guidance to admit stable patients who had contracted the virus. In other words, in Pennsylvania and other states, they were moving people who had contracted the virus, in, old, older people, elderly, into these nursing homes. And in Pennsylvania... Levine was the person who made the policy and was doing it. At the same time, Levine took his slash her mother out of that nursing home to protect her while he was putting other people's mothers into the nursing home, and it became a national story, and you may remember that. But that's where this person is coming from. They're totally incapable of the job that Biden has given them. But because they're a transgender, they're qualified. Those chosen to run America under the Biden presidency are being chosen by the color of their skin and their sexual behavior, not the merit of their ability. So what do we do? I'll leave you with three things. Number one, God's sovereignty has not changed. I read it a few moments ago. I'll read it again. Psalm 103:19. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Number two, God's love has not changed. Read Romans 8, 31 and 32. God's love endures. And number three, God's promise of Christ's return has not changed either. In Matthew chapter 24, we're told that Jesus will return. In fact, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 tells us that we're going to experience perilous times or terrible times in the run-up to the return of Jesus Christ. Somebody described it as what was condemned is now celebrated. What was celebrated is now condemned. Those refusing to celebrate are now condemned. This is what will happen in the run-up to the return of Jesus Christ. But God's mission from the church has not changed either. In Matthew 28, we're told to share the gospel with our neighbors, our friends, and whomever we have contact. And I would encourage you today, continue to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we'll get through this, because the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of the living God.
Thank you for being with me today. I have much more to say, and we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. Be sure to join me, and thank you so much for your support.